Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. And this is day six of season 95. Question one asks us about, uh, in sheet music, when you change a little bit how the bass clef is situated, what other name is it known by? So I had no... uh, simple uh idea of this like I, I did not know this so i had to kind of logic it out mm-hmm. and i thought okay so the fourth line of the staff is the uh is the, and, and second from the top so the third line means it's down one so i figure okay well that must mean that it's deeper and is there something lower than bass and i thought well i've heard of basso profundo Mm-hmm. I think it's more a voice thing, and I I feel like that's not really a like lower than bass. And I thought there's uh, is is there like a contra bass? Because there's a something like that for uh, like a saxophone, like a contra bass saxophone is like a gigantic saxophone that's very very deeper, mm. uh, and it's like comically large. Sure. Uh, I remember reading about it on Wikipedia at one point about ridiculous instruments. <laughs> um, so I thought, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And I, I tried thinking, well, uh, is, is there anything else I can think of that's near bass but isn't quite bass? And I thought alto, no, that's above bass. And I just, I, I kept trying to think of, of terms and couldn't think of anything that was a specifically below bass register or whatever they call those uh, so i just kept coming back to contrabass as probably not a thing but possibly a thing and we'll go with that yeah i did much of ran through the m- many of the same possibilities um that you mentioned i also thought about the fact that you know the reason it's the f clef is because the little curly cue that indicates that clef is centered on uh the note f on the staff that's the that fourth line of the staff or second from the top is is f um so if you move it down a line from that that would be d as far as the notes are concerned um so i considered going with d clef for a while but i thought you know with all this already mentioning clef so much in the question uh it's probably not that and that's probably a little too simplistic for what they're going for so I did think back to, okay, this is called bass clef, and that's like, you know, soprano, alto, tenor, bass are kind of like the main four choir voices. I didn't think about it quite this systematically, but I'm kind of, you know, summing up what I was thinking of. Um, and, you know, I was, I was thinking of some of the same things, like there's contrabass, there's basso profundo. Um, and I was like, there's another term in there that's, um, that's like, um, not the, uh, the clef that some, that, that voice is in, it's what you call, you know, the, the voice of the person who's singing in that range. Um, and it finally came to me that that's baritone and that kind of made sense for like, you know, there's a baritone saxophone, I think. Um, and there may be some other instruments like that clarinet. I'm not sure. Um, but I thought, yeah, but it didn't, I didn't know it. It didn't even sound right to me, but I thought it was, 
you know, the most plausible and least silly sounding thing I could put down. I contemplated putting down a joke answer for this. In mm -hmm. fact, I, I, I almost put down, you know, face in your face, not an eight track kind of thing. <laughs> um, but just, you know, having time to think it through, I, I came back around to, you know, baritone sounded plausible enough to me. It seemed like that'd be in the right range. So sure let's give baritone a try and that was correct holy heck but baritone is higher than bass no it's not it's between bass and tenor isn't tenor higher than bass tenor is yes baritone is between bass and tenor is it i thought that's, baritone and bass are basically the same that's what google tells me oh it's all it's all i know well uh, yeah i guess as far as yeah I don't know what male, to tell you. A male singing voice of medium compass between bass and tenor. Huh. Or a member of a family of instruments having a range between tenor and bass. That is from Merriam-Webster. Interesting. I, you know, I I don't know why then the clef is a little different. I thought they were, it must be a little bit lower, but it, I it, guess. Yeah, but it, the, the clef I know is about like mm -hmm. where the voice is centered over, like what note it's mm -hmm. centered over. And I guess bass is just kind of like the generic low clef. So, so like a literally, so, so it's kind of, uh, the, the, the clef literally moving lower on the scale means it's a higher register. That's, I, I can't make my brain understand that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, when the clef is on the second line from the top or the fourth line of the staff, uh-huh, then and it's the no, I, base I get what you're saying. right it's the bass clef uh-huh but when it's moved down to the third line mm -hmm. that means it's the baritone clef which is higher yes i i i know mm -hmm. yeah i know you're saying that right it doesn't compute for me okay. but i i don't need it to right no i'm just saying <laughs> that's just, i can't i'm saying the, that the thing the, the, the thing. clef is physically lower but uh -huh. is tonally vocally whateverly higher understood so that's that's where it threw me is it that does doesn't make any sense to me and i'm sure there's a reason but it doesn't make any sense to me i get you so okay moving on question two asks us for an animated film about a 13 year old witch who transports goods to customers yes this is kiki's delivery service uh -huh. Which I have not seen, mm -hmm. but it's um, of a piece with uh, several other animated films. Um, the and I'm forgetting the name of the director who is responsible for it's Studio Ghibli. Miyazaki. Uh, Miyazaki, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's it's um, of a piece with several other uh, sort of. Uh, kid focused but not necessarily only for kids kind of mm -hmm. um uh features but yeah i i haven't seen it but i just i happen to know this is the plot and that's the name and yeah it's a, this is just a yakioid kind of question and so i put down kiki's delivery service yeah um 
ditto. Uh, I I also have not seen it. Uh, I did not know this was at all the uh, the the log line of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would have gotten none of this, you know, going the other way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the transporting goods to customers in particular was one of those. Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder what that's <laughs> supposed to mean. I wonder what word is not being used there. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah it's definitely delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, you know, fictional Japanese city, so this is probably a film of Japanese origin. Right. So uh, one one of those about a delivery person must be Kiki's delivery service. And that was the correct answer. Question three uh, only took me about uh, 10 words (laughs) into it, and then it kept on talking about um, a creamy paste made from toasted ground sesame seeds that's used in Mediterranean and North African cuisine. Uh, Yeah, I also got to about 10 words and thought, oh, this is the, this is hummus. And And then I got to the last word of the question, and oh no. No, it's it's a it's an ingredient of hummus, and I and I had to think for a second. I was like, "That's that's tahini, right?" Mm-hmm. I remember. I mean, you've you've spoken to me about it for some. I forget what the context <laughs> was, but you you uh-huh. told me that tahini is uh, ground sesame seeds. Yep, and it's kind of the base of hummus, at least. So yeah, tahini. That's that sounds correct. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, and it's it, you know. This was definitely a gimme for me, and it is, um, tahini is kind of like, um, a seed butter, basically. It's, mm-hmm. it's akin to, you know, almost like peanut butter in a certain way, because it's, it's not a tree nut, it's this, it's from sesame seeds, but it's the same concept. Like if you think of sunflower butter, that kind of thing, um, it's basically, it's, it's those things ground up and made into a savory kind of uh, sauce or dip or ingredient um, to all of these things and more. Um, so yeah, this, you know, I, I'm curious as to whether my opponent will score this based on my location. Because um, it does say Livonia. It doesn't directly say Southeast <laughs> Michigan um, or or like three towns away from Dearborn or yeah. anything that would be a dead giveaway that I've mm-hmm. eaten a lot of Middle Eastern food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and love Middle Eastern food and have have eaten a good share of um, things with tahini in them. So um, they, they, they ought to zero this as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I zeroed it on my main rental opponent because they have a fairly high food drink score i think it's mm-hmm. the highest of the easily identifiable categories from today so i figured sure. that plus i mean just the fact that i know this is as a food drink <laughs> uh, the, any food drink question i know someone with a top three food drink score is gonna know you would think so yeah um, this it may be skewed a little bit just because of where could we be. live though could be because is the wonderful middle eastern food is ubiquitous to us so you see tahini mentioned on the menu items and stuff like that i mm-hmm. you know someone who doesn't live in an area with a large middle eastern population maybe maybe not you know have they read their hummus container lately i <laughs> um it remains to be seen Question four gives us five of the NHL's original six and asks us which one uh, is from the 
city two cities away from ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah speaking of gimmies, um, they this is very tailored uh, to uh, my interests, I guess, or at least my sometime interests. Um, I you know I live right next to Hockey Town, and so uh, I could hardly escape living here for the twenty plus years that I have uh, without knowing that the Detroit Red Wings were one of the original six teams. And I really, I started reading through the list and going, is it really the Red Wings that are left out of this? Can it possibly be like a gift from the sky? Um, but yeah, you know, listed all the, the ones that I would have had a much harder time guessing. Like yeah. if they left out the New York Rangers, I would have been so hooped on this question. Um, but you know, that you have to name the one that's not there is the Detroit Red Wings, and you need the full team name because Red Wings has been used for other hockey teams, mm. I think, uh, either minor league or, or major in other cities. Um, and, and, and so you need both kind of the city and Red Wings uh, spelled out to differentiate it. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, you know, one one always delights in the shockingly easy game sport question that's that's a fastball down the middle, so to speak, for me. So I put down Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, uh, same here, uh, but shorter. I'm not as <laughs> much into hockey as you are uh, or, or have ever been. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I remember that the Red Wings were one of the original six, and also if – same, same thing if they'd given any other five. If they'd taken any one of the other ones out, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Like, I might have remembered Chicago. Boston. Chicago. I would have remembered Chicago. See, I, I, I feel like I probably wouldn't even have thought Chicago just based on the fact that... Maybe the like Leafs, it, maybe. It, most, uh, like, like when uh, Major League Baseball started, Chicago was even beyond the, mm. the frontier Right. Basically, you know, uh, you know, the University of Michigan's fight song is Champions of the West because they were the only the farthest west. They were the farthest much. west, you know, yeah, of, of any of the uh, uh, schools that had fight songs at that point. Right. Um, so, yeah, I I also read through this thinking, oh, please don't say Detroit. Please don't say Detroit. Please. Yes. <laughs> read it several times just to make sure. And mm -hmm. yep. Okay. And yeah, I, I figured the full team name, I, I didn't know whether it was about whether other teams had been the Red Wings or whether there had been other Detroit hockey teams or whether just wings might have, you know, people might have said just wings and mm, been also possible. close enough, but not really. So, yeah. So I said Detroit Red Wings, and this was my three in my main rundle because my opponent had a fairly low game sport. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I, I had a very mixed bag with the scoring here, uh, and I'm not feeling great about it but uh that certainly was the correct answer and part of the helpful thing there is you know the period 1942 to 1967 is a bit different from thinking of sports at the turn of the 20th century or before that mm -hmm. um but yeah i i think that uh it would have taken a much bigger lift for me to recover uh any one of the others left out of the list except maybe chicago you know, maybe I'd pull the Maple Leafs, but like, I always think of like Pennsylvania hockey teams as pretty long established. The Flyers, the Penguins, I feel like they've been around forever. Like, I, you know, I could probably come up with a number of other ones that seemed 
almost as plausible mm-hmm. as any of these. So thank goodness for it being our hometown boys. <laughs> Question five. I'm just generally mad at, but not mad enough to behead all these people that appeared <laughs> in these paintings uh, for which we're asked to name the artists. Uh, so Netflix has an interactive game uh, called Triviaverse. Uh, that just, I think they just released it last week or so. Uh, and somebody told me about it over the weekend. Uh, there was a point uh, over this weekend that I was just had to kind of get some steps in. Okay. Uh, so I was just circling around the house trying to get some steps in mm. uh, because I, I don't remember why I couldn't just go around the block. But I was doing that and I remembered this trivia verse and I thought, oh, this might be a good thing to just kind of keep me entertained while I'm mindlessly walking around our house. Mm. And one of the questions uh, was uh, about the Holoferns uh, work in particular. And it gave you two options and Caravaggio was the one on the left and I and I don't even remember who was the one on the right and I just kind of more or less randomly stabbed at Caravaggio mm-hmm. for that one and oh yeah I got it right <laughs> and then here we are a day and a half or so later and I'm reading this and like oh oh, oh oh okay well there you have it this is uh this must be Caravaggio yeah so I didn't have that but one of the um the artists that's been having uh, a rediscovery of sorts um, is Artemisia Gentileschi, mm-hmm. whose painting of Judith beheading Holofernes yeah. is, has become very famous as kind of an iconic early feminist kind of artwork. And I thought, you know, late 16th, early 17th century artist, sure. Fan of, depicting beheadings probably um uh you know i just i I zeroed in on holofernes because i thought that's you know that's her most famous one but i was just i i wouldn't have known any other artist name to pick out of a lineup for this um and so i very confidently put down gentileschi for this but it was caravaggio god dang it yeah go figure I mean, it should be Gentileschi. Okay, <laughs> I, I looked her her time period up, and she was a little bit later. Like she was born in fifteen ninety three, so she was not a working artist in the late sixteenth century. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, so I, I don't think I'm going to get any uh, leniency there. But uh, darn it, anyway. Question six. Uh, in many words, says, what was Sojourner Truth's native language? Right. And, and notes that she was born into a particular rural area of the U.S. where this language was spoken. Um, and so I was thinking that this might be someplace either like Maryland or kind of like Pennsylvania where they still spoke German. Um, you know, I try to think of was this French? Was this Spanish? I didn't think either of those were quite as plausible, but I thought uh, German might be because it was, um, you know, English is a Germanic language. And so maybe that helps to kind of, um, with the learning of fluent English later in life as the question notes, because um, I just didn't know this one, uh, you know, sort of dead to rights. So I thought German sounded about right. Like maybe... 
I, I was kind of under the impression that like Pennsylvania Dutch is basically German, but you know, kind of like they, they went ahead and called it Dutch instead of Deutsch. Um, you know, and so essentially this was just a slightly educated guess. I put down German. Uh, I just knew that this was Dutch. Uh, I, I'd read the story maybe not recently, but within the last several years about how, uh, her ain't I a woman speech, uh, was almost certainly rewritten and recast to make her sound less, uh, I'll say polished intelligent, but certainly less yeah. polished, less edu- I don't know whether she was ever formally educated, oh, but know. her, her speaking and writing was very precise and very careful as it often is amongst people who are, uh, primarily communicating in their second language mm. uh, and her her speech uh, at that time was it was it at seneca falls or it, it, it was it was at a suffrage convention know. of some kind as i recall yeah yeah um, i don't recall what yeah it might not have been not, might not have been the big one at seneca falls but it, uh, but it was it the, the speech was you know most likely in a very upper middle class English Mm -hmm. uh, at the time and was not this vernacular or, uh, you know, the, the unpolished uh, version that it was presented as. Mm -hmm. And this was almost certainly an, an intentional attempt by the white women of time to make her appear less educated and less profound. I, you know, I don't know if it was meant to be, less profound but almost more not not to excuse them Mm. i don't know that they were going for it to have less impact per se Mm. um but i yeah i have read that story Mm -hmm. um and and did know that that was not uh, that that was a misportrayal of how she spoke Mm -hmm. Uh, i didn't know the backstory that it was because she had learned english as a second language or at least if I've read that, it was it was too long ago for the for me to have retained it. But uh, um, but Dutch is the correct answer, so mm-hmm. very good. Um, and so that left me. But I you know I put that down with a fair amount of confidence. And so when I clicked submit and saw that I had gotten baritone right and started to scroll down, I was like, oh great, I might have a beer. Oh dang it! <laughs> Come on, why is that not Genelleshi? Why is that not German? <laughs> I was sort of annoyed. Um, so yeah, I I don't know what to make of this day. I think it's it it's got some weirdly tough parts to it that each of us have happened to mm-hmm. um, uh, manage to grab anyway. So maybe we'll have some luck there. Yep. But um, I I five. I'm happy about it. Uh, it's a the, good five. Yeah, the got a couple that I definitely shouldn't have. And classical music is low on my list, but it's not as low as art. So I'm hoping to mm-hmm. at least pull a seven on this one. Yeah, I think you have a good shot at it. Yep. So I, I hope I can do the same with my four. I've mm-hmm. been my record's pretty good mm-hmm. so far yeah. on on the strength of fours and fives. So maybe today as well. But that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.